time to get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh. Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is Three and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. To the end zone and caught for the touchdown, McCoy. Milton to Brew McCoy. Milton going to take a shot wide open and just struck Amos Keaton. Joe Milton does it again. Best formation football there is. And that feeling for Josh Heifel. The Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Joe Milton has got to feel great. Rick Barnes, Bill Self, shake hands. Tennessee, they're your champs. The bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers. And they were the bad boys from the jump in this one. That's an interesting question. This is a slowly shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio. Friday edition of the program. Fast break Friday. First pitch of a new series Friday. You're excited about it. Ready to get you all set for the weekend. That's our job. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't sound very excited, Cress. Why don't you back up? I'm just saying. Back up. Why don't you back up? Sorry, that's a no. I know. Yeah, no, no, that's just the classic. That's why I said the it. classic bit from. I think uh, that smell this morning got Houston when we were walking in. The onions. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's what I said. How could you not? I, I thought it smelled like he, bring barbecue Fritos. He said Lay's potato yeah. chips. I walked in. I was onions. like, I was like, do you guys smell those onions when you walked in? <laughs> I can't believe, oh, Nate. It's like you're in my head. I thought it smelled good. Onions. No, it smelled like somebody was cooking onions. I was yeah, like, what yeah. the? It's like where are the fajitas? Sometimes it's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who don't know, which is everyone listening, <laughs> oh, um, about to really open the curtain our, up here. Our station sits next to a creek, 
And this crick, depending on God knows what, has an aroma. Mm-hmm. Some days it's Eggo waffles. Some days it's just like creek water smell. Today, I think for the first time. Definitely that strong. I, I, there's been a hint of that smell it before. It smelled like somebody was boiling red onions as we walked in to the fan run. I think it's Radio this weird, studio. like, it's spring at the end of, in, in February. I mean, it's not even the end of February. I mean, there's like, there's four day, five days left, count today. You got me freaked out for a second. I was like, is it a leap year? Oh, I don't, I don't keep track of that, really. It's not. I don't either. I don't it's not, though. It I would. I think we would have heard about that by now. But no, onions. That's what, exactly what I smelled. Onions. Onions! Wow, that's that's funny that we mm-hmm. both thought onions. And he said and then barbecue Barbecue chips. Lay's potato chips is what he said. Okay. Everybody's snout's a little different, you know? <laughs> Brett was in his car. I thought he would see me. I got out of the car, and I was just like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> I, I, I thought it was my jacket, hmm. which had been in the car all night. Like, I, I was like, did I... Walk into a restaurant or something yesterday. You know, like sometimes you go into a restaurant, you take a coat, right. come out, and you later on you smell the coat, and you're like, oh, yeah, it definitely smells just like that restaurant. Thought I went to, like, an onion factory. Mm. Onions! Well, Nate, did you watch it? What? <laughs> what? What? Your South Carolina Lady Game. They're not my South Carolina Lady Game. Yeah, convenient. They should be. They're one team in the country. Yeah, I watched like the second half. My mom texted me and she's like, "I really hope you're watching this game. We look great. We're up ten. I'm like, "Oh, I'll turn it on." Big mistake. The second I turned it on, zip, 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 zip. South Carolina goes on a super run. I know their post player gets all the pub, but that guard is so good. Yeah, it kind of stunk. Yeah. It's it's what I said yesterday. Like We can play really well against teams like that for three quarters, but we're going to lose one of those quarters, and when we lose it, we're going to lose it bad. KD barred the door. 73-60, to 60, the number one South Carolina Lady Gamecocks take down. Because it was 19-10 to 10, Tennessee at the end of the first quarter, which mm-hmm. I did not watch. Right. I tuned in about three minutes left in the second quarter. But then the old second and third quarter gotcha. Mm-hmm. 23 to 10, 26 to 12. Yeah, is it Zaya Cook? I hadn't seen them play all year. She, she was she sensational. Just... Yeah. Yeah, in the post game, Holly Rose said, like, you know, what do you, you know, I don't know. She asked some question. She was like, well, I just know when, when, when coach calls flash, I know what she wants me to I know exactly what she wants me to do. And I just, Focused on making my shots. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Fire Rick. Hire Don. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody always said Pat should coach the men. Hell. Do you think any of our men's basketball no. players would say, I know when Coach Rick Barnes says he calls point, I know exactly well, what to do, and I just focus on making my shot. First of all, I don't think any of our players would say, oh, yeah, when he calls Name the play out loud. I mean, I think it's like the simplest play ever. I think it's, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah. It, it was just that ISO play up top where they yeah. get a ball screen for I it. I mean, we all know money. 
Right, yeah. I mean, he ran it in a coaching clinic with yeah. uh, high school coaches in, you know, 2007. So. Sure, yeah. Or yeah. maybe an earlier than no, that. No, yeah, we know, we know that one. 2005, 6, something like that. Might have been seven. Might have been the right guess. Anyway, yeah. I mean, when you when when you've put it on the Nike clinic tape, I don't really think yeah. it's a secret. No. So when Vescovy's like, I know when Coach Barnes calls money, it's time for me to come set a screen. For the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it just made me think of our men's basketball team. It wasn't that that big of a deal, but yeah. No, we get it. Negative Nate. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I mean, hell, compared to how other teams have played South Carolina, Tennessee played pretty well last night. 20-10 and 10 now are the Lady Vols. Eh, they're 12-3 and three in a god-awful SEC. They have one, two, three, four. Played a really six. tough schedule, too. They are now 0-7 against ranked teams. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're just... A, Slightly above average basketball team. I don't know what seed they'll get. Mm. I mean, they they usually get the blue blood treatment when it comes to the tournament. Well, yeah. I mean, not not that they shouldn't. I'm just saying it's right. they're royalty still. It's yeah. a light blue blood, but <laughs> like okay, you know, a, a summit blue blood. I is was pretty was... pretty disappointed with the crowd last night, to be honest. I don't know if you noticed that no one would stand up except that one guy who was like trying to get everybody up right in the center court behind the thing. And wait, 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 wait. Did he have glasses on? I don't know. Was he wearing frog togs? Did he have dark hair? Dark hair? I don't think so. Why? Well, there used to be a guy, so. yeah. who was at every, and I mean every home game. Okay. We called him the jumper. Mm. He literally would just stand and clap and jump the whole game. No, I, I don't think that was that. Good. I mean, the whole game. That'd be rough. He'd just stand and kind of bounce and clap his there's hands. There's a balance, you know. There's a balance. I mean, there's there's a balance between being overly annoying your people in your section, but then oh, like, I'd hate to be behind him. But then people, you know. But damn, people if he get, didn't care. People will get in, you know, if, if you're in a section and some people get into it and start standing up and it is a big moment, then you, you can rally the troops. You know, people don't want to get left behind. They want to feel a part of the group. I used to be that guy at football games. They were, I mean, they were just Come sitting there. Come on. They were just sitting there. Stand up. They were just sitting there. Just wine and cheese crowd. Lady Vols are a six seed right now. A six seed? That's crazy. So are the men, probably. In South Bend. Mm. So they got Notre Dame as a three in that. So okay. And that South Carolina's region. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. You okay? I'm sorry, Hickman. Hickman. Are we boring you with the sports talk? A little bit. You got something else to talk about? You have to... <sighs> huh? That was a pretty exaggerated yawn. Yeah, thanks for hitting the old mute button on your mic there while you uh, like the breathed all over the microphone. You didn't like the six seed talk. <laughs> What's wrong? You what, would you what like, would you like to talk? What about, would you Hickman? what would you like to talk about? Hmm. Hmm. Let me. Have think. you guys seen oh. The Last of Us yet? Well, <laughs> how about that trailer? Next, you should just review trailers. Next, that should be your next thing. week's uh-huh. going to be the best. That should episode. be your thing. Like, imagine how many reviews you could get out of the way quickly. If yeah, all you had to review is the trailer. You get like ten reviews out in ten yeah. minutes. Like this trailer. Ugh. 
I mean, it, okay, it is Judgment Day for Mal Yahuna today. Do, do we know allegedly. that? Like, I saw his dad tweeted that out. Where did that? Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys where that came from. Because he I said we find out tomorrow, but oh, his dad just tweeted that or something. Yeah, yesterday I think. But okay. Do they normally put a day deadline on it like that? Uh, I don't know. You never know. Some maybe. I feel like if the NCAA is like, hey, we'll tell you tomorrow, like, you already know. Just denounce <laughs> it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Sorry. I, I, this, there's a reporter in Nashville that said a cat was stolen from the Pet Smart. Like someone's cat? <laughs> I, 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 I don't. Like, people, well, people usually can't give cats away. Who's got here stealing them from the Pet Smart? My fear is that it's somebody's cat that, yeah, was, that there was there for like a grooming. Oh, don't take I mean, you, you wouldn't take an animal to a pet smart for grooming. Why? I mean, I'm not saying I've ever done it or would, but they kind have a big box runaround, you know. <laughs> I've seen your dog's haircut, Crash. You might want to consider. What the it was hell a re- are you talking about? It was a rescue cat. What I mean, is it really stealing? I mean, I was like, so you someone send him a, a thank you note. <laughs> don't they give you those? <laughs> I mean, it might not have got its last shot or something, but, I mean... Uh, Do you have to steal something? It's they like would... a math test. That's half credit, right? You took the rescue. But... <laughs> if, <laughs> but how would you steal If it? it's a rescue cat that you would get for free, what's the point of... Well, why... Yeah, if you're going to give it away for free, why is it stealing? It was a, Yeah, it was a gray and white adolescent calico cat. In, oh, calico. It had been in the cage in the adoption area. For a long time? I, they even have them on video. Surveillance footage shows one of the individuals leading a dog on a leash as they enter and exit the store while the other person is seen carrying a cat in their arms as they head out the door. Were they carrying it maybe like, they just kindly? Thought, maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're maybe they're new to, to, the, to the whole rescue thing and they thought if it's rescue, a rescue. Oh, I'll rescue it. Oh, I'll just take it. Well. I don't, maybe I don't need to, maybe they don't realize you got to like fill out some papers and stuff. Vol in South Carolina saying, hey, man, The Last of Us may be the best piece of TV in a decade. I actually agree. I was just that make- good? I, best I, in a decade? Well, that, that's someone's opinion. No, I I'm really, asking your opinion. I really like it. Okay. Its viewership rate at this current moment is surpassing House of the Dragon. Put, I didn't think House of the Dragon was very Put good, that in your so. DVR and smoke All it. All right. No, it's it's good. As someone who had no idea about the game or anything, I think it's pretty good. You gotta hear these cat quotes. Is this a <laughs> officials they have officials on this. Officials said the rescue cat belongs to an adoption agency called Dove Road Sanctuary and Safe Haven, which is responsible for the animal's placement. The president of the organization, Jody, has weighed in. She said the cat's named Cinnamon and that they saved the cat after she was dumped in the Nashville area. Less oh, than was a, it, this was in state? Yes, yeah, in Nashville. 
Less than an hour after she dropped the cat off at the Pet Smart for adoption, the couple took cinnamon, according to Jody. I don't think enough expletives to say how upset and in shock, actually, that that happened, she said. Wait, 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 wait. Cinnamon's friendly personality, hang on, likely made it easier for the criminals to steal her. Wait, they had the cat for an hour? At the Pet Smart, yeah. So at this point, the people who stole her have had her longer than the PetSmart. She added that she is worried Cinnamon will be dumped again after the thieves get over the rush they had from stealing her. But they had a dog? Mm-hmm. Maybe the dog wanted a, a buddy. We put a lot into our cats, and for this to happen, it's beyond ridiculous because you know that they're doing this to other people and other stores, so they need to get caught. All right, Columbo. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the the I mean it's a weird situation. Obviously, thieves. But like, why do you? I mean, you didn't. Want, I mean, there's usually a fee, or they just, they just not want to have to pay the fee. What's the fee for adopting a cat at a PetSmart? I mean, it's is it, it like be more than like thirty bucks? That's right? what I'm thinking. 40 yeah, bucks, fifty. I, max. I was thinking fifty max. Maybe like they, you, maybe they were like, oh, this one just got here. It hadn't had all its shots. It's gonna be seventy five. Uh, but that's the one I really want. All right, we'll just take it. If it had been there an hour, they didn't even have a time to look at it, ask questions, get information, and then steal the cat. I, I'm not kidding when I say this. There, let me preface it. Yeah, you better be careful. The people that rescue people. that rescue animals uh-huh. and then work to place them in foster care and then work to place them in, you know. Future homes, that's that is very selfless work, and you know okay. we we got our dog through a rescue like that. It was they're fabulous people, but there are a few that take the whole like you're gonna you're gonna adopt this dog. Um, do you have 18 acres of fence <laughs> that encloses 10 of them? Like, do you promise to walk him like, 10 hours a day? Like, like do you have? Um, you know, do you have an automatic feeding bowls? You'll, this is, you will never put him in a crate the size of anything smaller than 2,000 square feet. Like, you know what I mean? This They're, is a herding animal. Yeah. You do have <laughs> sheep, lambs, or goats somewhere that, that he can run around. and It's a border collie mix. So, <laughs> like, th- there it's are... It's a St. Bernard. You do have people that need rescuing in the Alps that he can... Usually they're with the specific breed rescue groups. That, yeah. That's what I've found, the ones that are a little psycho. About the whole thing, not psycho. Uh, uh, psycho about that, not no, the but classics, no, you know. not psycho. They're just uh, they're um, in, invested. So, I, I, this these quotes kind of. I don't know if this lady's like that, but these quotes kind of sound that way. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you're stealing a cat, you aren't going to take good care of it because you make bad decisions. I, that That's a logical conclusion, sure, and maybe sure. that's the way Jody feels sure. here. But I just thought that was a unique situation that you're stealing something Jody. that's typically called, like, rescuing. It's a very odd situation. Normally, you steal something that you can't get cheaply, you know, because you could just... Maybe they are animal abusers, and they can't fill out the paperwork, and this is an awful situation. I don't know. It just it's just funny that it's well, hey, we basically give these away for free. Okay, I'll steal it. <laughs> Her name's Jody? Yeah. 
kind of like when SpongeBob and Patrick stole a balloon on free balloon day, and so they went on the run. <laughs> they left Bikini Bottom, and they never went back because they were scared of going to jail. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's been played out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... You watched a lot of SpongeBob. You referenced it a pretty good bit. Oh, it was the goat show as a kid. Really? Hmm. And I still think the movie's awesome to this day. I'll watch it sometimes. The movie? Mm-hmm. The original movie. Okay. To this day, how you'll many, watch it sometimes? How many movies are there? Oh, like ever since the first one came out. Obviously, I don't watch SpongeBob anymore, but after I got older. You literally. No, 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 no. You don't get to say, obviously, I don't watch SpongeBob anymore. You literally just said, I'll still watch that movie. But yeah, like the movie, but like I won't, I won't watch it's an episode show, of SpongeBob. But like ever since that movie came out, like once I got out of the age of watching SpongeBob, it's like, oh, we got a SpongeBob movie a year now. Hmm. And they all suck. At least they look like they suck. Like, do we think the Murfreesboro Police Department needs to be working on this? Because they are. I mean, I feel like there's probably some more important things for them to be. More important things than a life. Shame on you. I mean, she does look sweet in this picture. Cinnamon? Yeah. Look. Let me see. No? You don't think so? No, it's a cute cat. Crazy ass. <laughs> That's a cute cat. <laughs> I think it's a bad picture. <laughs> Didn't show her best side. Well, it's like fish lens and it's right in her face. Man, like, let's give her some... You know, well, they didn't have time to do the full photo shoot. She'd only been there an hour. <laughs> Stealing a free cat. That's, <laughs> that's up there. Like that. Uh, it, just the way that reads, that this rescues, it's their job to do the placement. I mean, it's. it's well, I mean, thing, I get like, it. Like, if some dude walks in, like. He's like a cat killer on his name yeah. tag or something. Yeah, with like a black choke collar and a I hate cat shirt. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, we think maybe this wouldn't be the best fit for you. My son has a t-shirt. And he actually wore this t-shirt to the uh, Ash Wednesday service. And uh, our pastor got a kick out of it. Because on the front it said, all dogs go to heaven. And on the back it says, cats we're not sure about. What are you doing? <laughs> it's funny. How do you get that shirt, Nate? He picked it out himself. Who bought it? I mean, he did. Who bought it? He was on a trip with the group. He was by himself. Who gave him the money? Oh, well, I mean, but I didn't, like, approve or disapprove of the purchase. You he, let him wear it to church. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize it until we got there. But yeah, You didn't realize he was wear wearing an all-dogs-go-to-heaven shirt? Of course I would let him wear it to church. It, was, it wasn't like Sunday morning. What's the problem with it? The problem is it says we're not sure about cats. We're not. We're not sure about dogs either. We're not sure about some people. I don't know. Most people. <laughs> oh, dang it. What? Brought up religion again. Oh, crap. Canceled. Oh, yeah. Well, we might be back after this commercial break. We might not. Oh, we there might. goes my phone. Yep. Welcome back into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Fan Run Radio. 
apparently I'm not. Hurry, mad, home, hurry home, cinnamon. Apparently I'm not mad enough that the Lady Vols lost last night. Sorry. No, you're not. You're in fact you're opposite. You want to see you're, me mad? You're jolly. Let, have have the men lose to South Carolina on Saturday. That'll tomorrow. That'll really. Uh, well, I think that's the point. Do you? Why do you hate Tennessee? All oh, right. Yeah. That's if if you jolly wanna, man. If you want to hear you know ranting Nate. Go ahead and drop this one tomorrow to to the Gamecocks and you know drop a couple seed lines. I mean, we're projected to win by 19. I know these projections have been god off in the last few games because they're based on the body of work for the season. Maybe Kim Palm needs a uh, recency thing. Did you see those, that stat that February is a bad indicator of how teams do in March? Yeah, it's the what is it? It's the greatest month for teams playing over their heads that are bad. I have a. Very specific, confounding variable um, hypothesis on that. Every team is playing all conference games in February. There Wait, is... can you hang on so I can tease that? A very specific, yeah, compounding variable, confounding. confounding. Yes, not compounding, no. but confounding. Confounding variable. Variable That's hypothesis. A term. Confounding a variable. Confounding variable. Yes. Oh, I'm aware. Okay. You don't have to tell me that. Just making sure the listeners are educated, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know all about confounding variables. It's the shark attacks and ice cream thing. When I think I speak for everyone, especially Hickman, when I say, <clears throat> "What?" So, right? Is that yeah, what you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. So, ice cream sales and shark attacks. Oh, they coincide. Right. They have a positive warm. correlation. Yeah. So when people buy Dude, ice cream, sharks it attack. It causes shark attacks, right? So yeah. the, the sharks yeah. obviously smell the ice cream. There's some cor- there has to be correlation, yeah. right? No. And that's cause and so the common mistake is they'll say, "Oh, you know, well it correlates, so the ice cream sales must be causing the shark attacks." Right. But any idiot can tell you that. The reality that is sense. warm weather Breeds ice cream sales and people in the water. So the warm weather is the confounding variable. That's the okay. Yeah, the mm-hmm. thing that ties those. So when people say correlation does not cause causation, yeah, correlation does not equal causation. causation. The variable that ties the two things together is the confounding variable. Yeah, it legit is technical math term. There. No, I, I knew. So that. I was just you know making sure Hickman knew. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Thanks, Chris. So. My hypothesis. You thought it, you thought it was compounding. Of you a, idiot. So, so my hypothesis of this whole February stat, which may or may not be true. Literally, I'm just just. It's a hypothesis. Hypothesizing yeah, here. Yeah. Every like there are no non-conference games in February. I mean, some teams play some. Like we had the you know the crossover game. Sure. With Texas in January, late January, but in February every team is playing conference games. So. If February is a bad stat for anticipating March success, and, and and the other part of that was that November and December are better. Well, aren't you playing non-conference teams in November and December? Teams with maybe different styles, teams that, and and a lot of times when we think about these stats, we only think about the the power teams. Well, in college, in, in college football, there are more power teams. Or at least equal, roughly equal, right? Like 60 out of like 112, something yeah. like that. But in basketball, there's 60 out of like 300 and something. Mm-hmm. So, in reality, like, 
those non-conference games early in the season are 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 more like tournament games than like it like when Tennessee played, for example, USC, uh-huh. Kansas, yes, Maryland, Arizona. Who, who did we play in uh, before Southern Cal? Butler. Butler. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um. And occasionally, you know, Tennessee will play a let's say they played a Furman or somebody that's going to win one of these conference tournaments, right, and be a sure. fourteen yeah. seed. Yeah. Those games, I mean, from an opponent standpoint, yeah, it makes sense. that's more like an NCAA tournament game. A lot of those games are also neutral court games, so it kind of makes sense that those games will be more predictive. I think what the point of the of the calling out the statistical difference is, you would think that teams are like hot in February or cold in February, and that would trans translate to what mm-hmm. happens in March, but not so much. I think the confounding variable is that the scheduling is everybody's playing teams like themselves mm-hmm. and playing teams for the second and then third time a lot of times in these turn in their conference tournaments. So So what you're saying is the Vols are gonna go on a run. The Vols are five and one on neutral courts if you count the Gonzaga game. And we will. Because it was on T V. Well, and I mean, I do think most coaches now, these days, I mean, mm-hmm. they manage the end of the schedule. Like, they're. If Rick Barnes had come out before the AM game and said, hey, Josiah and Julian, they're really close. If this was a win or go home game, if this was a second round NCAA tournament game, they're absolutely playing. But we, we the, the two players and our coaching staff and training staff all made the decision. That it's just best to wait because mm-hmm. we just want to make sure they're a hundred percent because yeah. we don't want them still banged up as we start tournament play. <laughs> don't want that. Everybody would have been like, okay, cool. And then when you lost a close one, some people might have said, oh man, if those guys just played, maybe we win that game. But a lot, of, a lot of people are saying that. But I don't think anyone would. I don't think you would be justified in killing the coaching staff or the players for sitting it out if that was the logic. But this whole huh. like. But this whole like mixed message of no, that, uh, no, that's a really good point. If he had come out before the game and said we think they're close, probably ready, but we're gonna we, we want them ready for the big games. Yeah, we got to peak. Maybe March. not big games because that's like a, a right a, an insult. Know. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's you wouldn't say it that way. But but if he made it clearly apparent that they're they're not viewing this game as a must win, got to have it. We're gonna rest these guys, and then you lose. It's like yeah, well, that was a coach's decision. Yeah, and you but because they could, even though they didn't play, because it was, especially after the game, he was like, "Well, I have to. I believe with my heart." What's the weirdest? That thing, was so dude. weird. Yeah, but no, it does make that. That's interesting. That because I, I agree with you. If he had said that before the game, I think everyone's like, "Ah, it's okay, guys. We don't have our, don't have our players." But, hmm, it's a good psyche, like a preparing the headspace. Before and after a game. If we'd beaten Texas A&M, then they could, they could have said that about tomorrow, and I think people would be like, yeah, they're, they're bad. Just make sure you win, and mm-hmm. that's fine. But now I think it, we expect them to play, right? I mean, just as like I said, he thinks he'll play. So. Uh, he's Yeah, he said expect, he expects to play. I mean, nobody's going to care about that Texas A&M game as long as you, you know, look better in this – you got three regular season games. You got SEC tournament games. As long as you start looking a little better, and then you go in the NCAA tournament and you play pretty well, no one's going to care about a Texas A&M game in February. 
Well, no one would care about the no. No, no one but would care if you win three games. Hickman, what did you say at the beginning of our like run early in the season? Did you say elite eight or bust? Yeah, elite eight or bust. Yeah. You still there? I mean, I don't think we're going to the elite eight. That's my expectation. So bust. Well, I mean, he's still holding out hope, but... Well, no, yeah, but if we don't make that, then bust. That's a hard thing with expectations, right? Like, there's a time element to it. Yeah. Like, the more the Tennessee Nothing football team won this year, the more you're like, you know, I'm, I kind of expect, you know... Nope, I knew they'd go 10-2 and two the whole time. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Me and Brett knew that. We were locked in. We knew what the record so would be. you expected them to lose the South Carolina game, then? Uh-huh. Or did you expect them to lose the Vanderbilt game and you were shocked that they lost the South Carolina game? No, nope, thought it would be South Carolina. Okay. <laughs> you see what I mean, though? No, like, yeah, no, and I'm obviously kidding, but no, yeah. yes. One, like, like they start the season, you're like, I think they're a Sweet 16 team. They win a bunch. They get up, you know, they're whatever. They're 18 and three. You're like, I think we can make the Elite Eight, and then they lose five or seven. Well, that, but the, a lot of that too with with Hickman specifically is at any given moment, it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. But when he gets to all, sometimes he doesn't revert back to nothing. Yeah, right. So at game 12, he said, Elite Eight or bust. And my mindset with that is, I've said it before, I mean, we've had teams that have been Sweet 16 good, Elite Eight good, and every year we failed to reach that. So in my head, it's like, okay. It's like failing. I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. It's like when you fail – to accomplish something that you should have accomplished with previous teams. Mm -hmm. Like, eventually, my goalpost isn't going to move for the other teams because, I don't know, like, and I know that's kind of stupid, but. No, you've set set a personal bar for what you expect from this team. Yeah, I'll be happy with the Sweet 16 this year. Not, like, expect, but for what you would define as success. Yeah. Yeah. Got some interesting stats about. Tennessee's basketball team yesterday. In the last five minutes of the last five losses, uh-huh. Zakai Ziegler is taking has taken thirty six percent of the team's forty four field goal attempts. He's accounted for twenty four percent of the points. He's shooting eighteen point seven five percent. He, uh, which includes two of 11 from three. Santiago Vescovi has taken 23% of the field goal attempts. Zakai was at 36. Vescovi's at 23. He scored 48% of the points, shooting 60% from the field. Including, now, this is just field goal attempts. In, oh, I'll get to the free throw in a second. Okay, so Including yeah. three of six from three. Vescovy is five of seven from Wait, the he's line. only taken six threes in the final five minutes of the last five losses? Correct. Which are, which are all in the last seven games. not like you're cherry-picking all the way back to some No, no yeah, time. right, right. Vescovy's five of seven from the line. Ziegler is two of two. We've taken 14 free throws as a team in those 25 total minutes. Uh, also notable, Kamwa has taken 16% of the field goal attempts for 10% of the points. 
So that's obviously without Phillips and Triple J. So maybe when they come back, things could change. But and in a, in a weird uh, sample size outlier, guess who leads the team in points per field goal attempts? Uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, B.J. Edwards. Toby. Oh well. Cause he's, I was going to guess Colin Coyne. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. He said B.J. Edwards. But obviously that's, you know, we don't have many of the numbers. I was going to say Owaka. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well. So I think, you know, part of our issue is late in games, our go-to is let's let Tyreek Tyree Let's let Zakai Ziegler create. create. And I think what teams I think teams have made the adjustment to realize our best defense against Zakai Ziegler spreading the floor and going to the basket is to just put our best defender on him, the best guy that can guard mm-hmm. him, and do not help off and force him to make a tough shot, and he's not making them. Or he hasn't made them in the losses, obviously. Right, right. I mean, he was he was great against Alabama. Yeah, he was really good. So I mean, the team really does flow through Zakai and Vescovy, but we need to do a better job in those late-game situations of getting a, a little bit better shot so they can make it. Yeah. You know, maybe call a play where they know exactly what to do and they can focus on making their shots. Shots. Final segment, hour number one. Now, those are fascinating statistics. I think you could uh, run a chi-square test. Hickman, will you go ahead and draw that up, please? Um, Crunching the numbers now. Yeah, the the chi-square test. Just, Just get that started. You'd be comparing the field goal attempts with the amount of points to the total. Yes. The beauty of the chi-square is it's all, you know... Even, oh, we know even, the beauty. Hickman's already drawn it up and shown me. He just flashed even it. It's, though it's you're, pretty. Even though you're, you're, you're obviously going to use the raw data, it essentially standardizes the variables through percentages. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking to. Hickman knows that. I know that. And the fascinating part about it is you could compare, is Tennessee better off... Like, so the way you run a test like that is you come up with a null hypothesis. In this case, the null hypothesis Hickman, would be... make sure you get... Null what, hypothesis. If That's all, hypothesis. If all yes. five players on the floor took the same percent of the attempts, so... That'd be 20%. We would compare, yeah, we would compare how many, you know, are guys above or below 20% of the attempts. And then, based on those attempts, what's the percent of the points scored that mm-hmm. come out of that. And if you run that chi-square test and your p-value is less than 0. .05, 0. .1, or 0. .01, whichever standard you would like to set pr- before you run the test, then you basically could prove... Where would you like Hickman to set the p-value? I think 0. .05 is good for this one. You got that? <laughs> 0. Yeah, 0. .05 on the p. Yeah, I mean, we want to be kind of a 95% you know, confident in this result. Um, but basically, if, it, if the p-value become, comes in below that, what you're basically saying is that Tennessee might or would be better off 
just not running offense, just allowing any of the five to take any shot evenly, right? Like, whenever yeah. the shot just came, just one of the five guys could take it. We don't care who takes it, no. just one of the five. Yeah. I think most people would think it makes more sense to get certain guys certain shots, but... Well, based on the data... But if it, uh, but if it comes in, getting any shot sounds like a pretty good bet. Yeah, but if it comes in at less than .05, you're basically saying what we're doing is worse than if we just let any guy shoot at any, you know, really not at any time, but you know, like we don't prioritize who should shoot the ball during that time period. Mm. No, no. Well, that's been pretty clear. See, I think really all season. I think part of the problem, and this is. People always say guards win in March, guards win in March, guards win in March. I don't – I mean, I agree with that, but here's the reason why. I think it's because in March, games turn into a grind. You've got tons – you can scout a team. To, I mean, they've played 30 games or whatever, so you know what they're trying to do. And the guards have the ball in their hand. Mm -hmm. And that's been our problem. Zakai Ziegler has the ball in his hand. And, like, we tried to run a play against A&M for Vescovy. But we did not set the screens very well. He didn't set his guy up and come off the screen and, and gain space. And and Zakai wasn't really that interested in passing him the ball. And so he ran mm -hmm. some action, and he didn't pass the ball at all. And we end up with just – this is an, this is not the last possession of the game. This is earlier. Right. And we just end up with Zakai having to try and create well, something. Well, we, we all know that because we ran no action on the last play right of the game. the last play. So I think two things are happening. Zakai starts with the ball in his hand. So to get the ball to Ves Vescovy, he has to give it up somehow. And then secondly, teams have scouted us en enough to know, don't let Vescovy get it. Do not help off. Force Zakai to have to make a play off the dribble where we are all completely set. And so you, it runs into this math where Zakai's taking tougher shots. I mean, we saw Vescovy against Kentucky take over the game in the second half and give us a chance to win. He had a stretch. I mean, he, he played great in, the, in a stretch in the first half against uh, A&M like that. The classic give and go. I mean, he like when he is involved in the offensive action. This team is at its best. When he's not, this team is very limited offensively. Mm -hmm. Especially because Tyreek Key now can't doesn't know when to shoot and can't focus on making his shots because he's so stressed about. Oh crap! I turned that one down. Oh crap! Should I shoot this one? And it, it's he's he's now forcing shots and missing shots. And turning down open shots and worried about it. And it's in his own head. I I know Barnes gets, like, he, he gets, I don't want to say beat up, but, like, people go at him for, like, how hard he is on certain players, right? I had I had, to, I had a meeting yesterday. With him? No, with some, oh. with some like, you know, some uh, just business people in town. Of course, they want to talk Tennessee basketball. They're big fans of the station. And thank you. That was the first thing was, dude. You notice how hard Barnes has been on guys, like in public, like coming off the court. I mean, yeah, he undressed Vescovy verbally at A and M. Well, so I was gonna get to that specific. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Because he's diving to get a steal. First of all, the guy's playing with like a one hundred three temperature. He had to get IVs just to be like healthy enough to play. He is your best player on the court. He dives. Di not like, oh, I, I just kind of overextended going. For, like, 
left his feet, flew through the air, missed the ball, slides into the scorer's table, and gets ripped to shreds. Well, the problem was he had made a mistake on the possession before that, and then that defensive possession was the classic. I think he threw the ball right to an A&M defender, hit his arms, and I think it got stolen. Okay. And then coming back down the court, it was just the classic, I made a mistake on offense, so I'm going to try and make up for it on defense right. by doing something stupid. I mean, it was a great hustle play, but the smarter play would just be, just just don't yeah. do that and let your man blow by you. But so I guess, he turned one mistake into two. I guess my thing at this point, though, is like, nothing is new to these guys when it comes to Rick Barnes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's going to like undress you when you come off the court... And then love you all week when you – like, it, it shouldn't mat- – like, they shouldn't get their feelings hurt if that happens anymore. Okay. If, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if I'm a freshman – like, I'm like obviously, I worked for Coach Summit, and freshmen were very – especially early on, it was like, oh, my God, she got mad at me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's – I hate the phrase, but it really is snap and clear. Like, she's not going to hold that against you – Long-term. Not even Even long-term. You know, like, after a game, she might, like, want to break something down with you, but it's not like, I hate you forever because you made that one mistake. Mm -hmm. It's, we're on to the next next game, the next part of practice. It's weird to me that it feels like guys get their feelings hurt still with Rick Barnes. It's like, you know who he is, you know what he stands for, you know what he's about, you know he's going to coach you hard. Stop taking it so damn personally. He's coaching you. Is he always right? Probably not. Does he over-exaggerate on the sidelines sometimes when you're coming off the court? Eh, maybe. Probably. But I I feel like we we have some players that really let that affect them. And it's like, you, you guys, you got to just grow up. You gotta, I mean, Do you think that's why our guys regress shooting the basketball? Just straight? I mean, is that why Victor Bailey like came in as a shooter and then literally when he left here could not shoot and now he's like a top 10 three-point shooter in the country? At like some insane clip. Yeah, what what'd you say, Brett? He was shooting like forty eight percent or something. <sighs> and then it, not it's not like he's hit, you know Eight. eleven of sixteen he or was something. The, I mean, I could have I could the last time I looked at this and it, I'm sure it's changed now, but well, maybe not. All right, so currently he's shooting forty seven percent from three. It's crazy. And he has more attempts. Then everyone above him, he's 15th in the country. There's like only three dudes above him that have more attempts. 